0: Hi, everybody. This is uh, Mr. Toasty's Meow. Friday ukulele lunchtime sing along. Hopefully, you're having something delicious to eat Friday with Miss Meow, Meow and Double Elvis back here.
1: From the Mr. Enquirer, I'm Don Wilkins. In the midst of the COVID 19 era, Onsboro native Mick Jeffries has found a way. He brings some fun and joy into the world by creating a virtual children's show from his Lexington living room. We're going to talk to Mick about the show and how it was conceived. Stay with us. This is Inquire. Hi, Mick. Yeah. Hi, this is Don Wilkins. How you doing?
0: I'm good. Hang on just a second, Don, okay? Sure. How you
1: doing, Don? Well, uh, pretty good so far. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me. Um, i I received an email from uh, from Greg Eans. Uh, you know Greg? Absolutely for many years. And he uh, it was a link to your Facebook page. and uh, and so I pulled it up and I, and I saw this really fun thing that that you uh, are doing or started doing. And so right. I, I thought, you know, I've done a lot of podcasts here or several podcasts here lately, you know, and it's been on, on mostly the negative part of the coronavirus, and so I thought, well, what what a fun uh, thing to share with, you know, with our listeners and somebody who's trying to kind of make something positive out of all of this, and so um, I thought I'd give you a call and let you tell your story and kind of give some background. I, I know you said you're from here, and so I'll um, so I, I guess I'll let you start from there and and kind of go and and up to the point where you are now.
0: Sure. Um, hang on two seconds. Let me uh, let me um, let me check on something here. Real quick. <laughs> with
1: my wife who's involved too but she's on a she's on a her own call we're all on calls now (laughs) yeah I've I've yet to do an in person interview in weeks so
0: other. <laughs> so, um and then I am trying to get my phone plugged in cuz it's running low on juice here. Um and uh okay. Well, we'll be okay. Um okay. So um where do I start? Um,
1: now, you, now you grew up your You grew up here in in Owensboro.
0: years um uh, i do a radio show here um and um which is also on uh which is also on facebook live too but um i have a tendency towards um being a bon vivant and looking for the bright side of things and um our ukule- the friday which which is formally called mr toasty's lunchtime ukulele concert or ukulele sing along i'm sorry mr toasty's and it's t o a s t e y um, uh, lunchtime ukulele sing along um, was in response to it was originally it was originally conceived Specifically for uh, the second graders at Maxwell Elementary, uh, my daughter is a second grader at the at a magnificent uh, Spanish immersion school here in Lexington. Um, and uh, as soon as as soon as school got called off. I was immediately missing I'm, very, I'm a very involved later in life parent um, and I was uh, and I also teach ukulele. I, I teach a lot of ukulele um, and I was missing kids. I was missing teaching and I was particularly missing the second graders at Maxwell for whom I um, would from time to time, come in and perform in the afternoons. Um, and there's just no better feeling than performing for, um, <laughs> for a group of second graders who just think that you hung the moon, even if all you're doing is playing ukulele and singing Pound um, Dog by Elvis Presley. Um, and so we had I developed a real relationship with these kids and will continue to um, since since kindergarten. And um, I was missing them. I knew that my daughter was missing them. And um, so the first time we did this, it just seemed like a a fairly easy thing to do. And that's partially because I I use Facebook Live weekly for, for several years now to simulcast my radio show on WRFL onto Facebook. Um, I always found that to be a sort of novel and funny thing that anyone would want to watch a radio show, but they seem to. And so I became probably a little more adept than the average person at using Facebook Live. Um, now what we've seen since the coronavirus marooned us all at home has been just an absolute um, atom bomb explosion of things like Facebook Live and, of course, Zoom and Google Hangouts and whatever else. Um, So without too much thought paid to it, I created an event inside the private, invisible Facebook group for my daughter's second grade class. And I did a ukulele, a FaceTime Live ukulele concert for these kids, um, and that was, I think, five weeks ago, um, and it was, you know, it was really great to see responses, not, you know, about a dozen of them tuned in, and at that early stage, a lot of people were happy and thought that it seemed, you know, funny and silly and charming, and uh, that's those were all the things that I would hope for <laughs> from any Ukulele concert that I ever played for children, <laughs> um, but I quick I discovered after the fact that, um, and this is sort of a tip of the hat to Facebook. They do such an incredible job of of locking down private groups, secret private groups, um, which is what probably there are tons and tons of these groups for uh, school. School room, school classes, um, that kind of thing. Um, And I discovered after the fact that I could not, I couldn't free the Facetime live, the Facebook live video that I made. Because you know, you make the video, and then after the fact, it becomes a standalone video. People can go back and watch it. But there was, there was no way I could show it to anyone outside of that. And, and and I'm really good with technology too, and eventually I did finally find a workaround that allowed me to, to to sort of suck the video out of that group. But it took it took a lot of googling. It took a lot, I was I was amazed at how challenging it was. So again, kind of a tip of the hat to Facebook if you're if you're in any private groups. Um, I will stand as a testament to to just how well they lock those groups down <laughs> hmm. and how hard it is to share content that originated in those groups. Um, so for week 2, you know, I immediately wanted to do it again and for week 2, I decided and I actually kind of asked I asked around in my daughters in the in the private group if the if people minded you know if I originated it outside of the group and then shared it in back into the group, and I don't mean to sort of like um, mince over all this technicality, but um, so the second week we are I originated it from my page, and um, but still in my mind, very much directed at the second graders of Maxwell, um, and so I shared it with them, and then but a lot of but then a lot of other people tuned in. I have. Uh, an enormous number of people who know me as a ukulele teacher and player. And there's also an organization that I founded which is called KY, capital KY, um, and then lowercase U-K-E, which we call either KYU or Kentucky Ukulele. Um, And that's an organization designed to kind of um, promote all things ukulele in Kentucky originated from my personal page because to me it was, there was a personal relationship between me and uh, the second graders of Maxwell and also um, it was just kind of, to me it was a it was an offering it was sort of an offering that I wanted to make to uh, kids who were trapped at home and to parents who maybe desperately needed to put their kids, you know, in a in front of a familiar funny face and it should also be noted that i felt i have a lot of friends who play ukulele who are doing you know facebook live performances here and there um i felt a slightly lesser degree of pressure knowing that i was performing for um for 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 young kids i was already pretty good at that um and also you know this is don't let this secret out. But young kids love to hear the same songs over and over again. <laughs> so I didn't feel the pressure to come up with an entirely new set every week. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it started. When we when I freed the when I freed the Friday concert, and I did it at lunchtime on Friday, so that it hopefully doesn't interfere with too much. And the idea is that kids are, you know, having a bite to eat and um, taking a break from their N.T.I. schoolwork, which is a term. I'm sure you're familiar with mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and that, you know, we weren't interfering with that and kids were having a bite to eat and we could uh, have this kind of silly ukulele concert. The first, the first one I did, I believe, was by myself. In um, the second one, my, my, my wife um, joined the proceedings. I, I think so without, uh, without me even, without me knowing, and she just kind of plopped down in this crazy cat mask (laughs) that we have laying around our house because we have an eight-year-old and we have all kinds of costuming things.
1: So Um, developing these kind of impromptu characters. Right. And so a little bit, a tiny bit of
0: background on that would be that we actually all do kind of come from this sort of zany, impromptu character background because, um, my wife and I were both founding members of this organization here in Lexington called the Merch Madness Marching Band, which I don't know if you've ever heard of, but um, it's this um, crazy um, uh, street band. Sometimes people call it. It's sort of like a marching band, and it's sort of like a carnival. And um, it's an organization that really, that we it's based around playing music for people, making people happy, and as often as not, dressing up in ridiculous, crazy costumes that that just are piecemeal out of your closet. Just finding the craziest clothes you can wear, find, and wearing those, which then turns you into the kind of family that has a costume closet, you know, <laughs> which is us. So, but we've always, I think, all of us, from the eight-year-old up through the. Fifty-something parents uh, uh, have a have not just a knack but a wardrobe for dressing up, <laughs> and so it was not that big of a leap for uh, crazy clothes to start to be thrown into the mix of this newly born ukulele concert.
1: Yeah, I noticed in the um, in the one that I watched, and I don't know if if you you know change your outfit each time but you had on some pretty loud pants uh yes. very multi-colored pants uh and i think maybe your shirt uh, was almost hawaiian-ish uh kind of mm-hmm. how you describe it so uh do you do you wear that outfit every time or do you change it up well
0: i do it's almost a, it's almost a uh it's a little bit of a code of honor for ukulele players to wear Hawaiian shirts.
1: <laughs> it makes sense, I yes. <laughs>
0: it, I don't know if it's written anywhere, but um, we certainly, I certainly cleave to that, and uh, and um, and my mom has gone from uh, begging me to get rid of Hawaiian shirts to actually now buying me Hawaiian shirts. So, so that's that's nice. But if full it
1: circle in that way. if it helps, uh, we have um, at least. During the summer, we have Hawaiian Shirt Fridays here, so at the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's something that always, um, I, I have a, a rich history of being a very, let's say, vivid dresser, um, and I always, I always feel like a lot of men miss out on the opportunity to, 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 you know, to, to dress um, in a spectacular and flamboyant fashion. Um, I, I do not, um, I love to dress up crazy and have a closet to prove it. Um, including, and you know, I've got my, 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 my trophy pieces and the pants that I wear in the video. If I really need to pull out all the stops, then I know I'm going straight for my Lily pull or pants of which I have two pairs. Mm. Um, both of which I came by either, I, I think, either a yard sale or someone gave to me. And I didn't even know at the time what they were. Only later have I come to understand the sort of cachet of Lily or particularly for a man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm very, very proud of. And I do tend in the videos to wear one of two pairs of Lily or pants. And then I just try to find the the... I try to find the the shirt that, that is the same volume level as the Lily pants, which which is a challenge, but I'm up to the challenge.
1: Now go back to your character. How did where did Mr. Toasty come from?
0: It's sort of okay, so I'll tell it's 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 a it's, i'll just let you edit and it's not that long but it starts out kind of boring but i always have to tell it because that's how it started you know mr toasty is a name that goes back to the earliest days of the of of the internet when america online happened Um, and we were all creating usernames for the first time ever and it's hard to remember that um i i was an early adopter of internet stuff an early adopter of america online and, uh, you put the disc in your computer and you fire up this thing and it says, what's your, um, what's your, what, what, do you want? What's your name? And, you know, so I type my first name, Mick click. Okay. And it says, sorry, that name's taken. So I click Mick J. It says, sorry, that name's taken. And I think I may even click say Mick Jeffries and it says, sorry, that name's taken. And for some reason that I have no idea, um, I, the next thing I typed in was Mr. Toasty. Hmm. And, and it said, it didn't just say that's available, it said that's accepted. Like, it just took it. Like, I didn't have a chance at that. Like, it, it accepted Mr. Toasty, and I had there was no going back. So that was many, many years ago. And um, I continued to use it as kind of an email hand-on in a variety of capacities. It doesn't really, uh, it doesn't have any great secret meaning. I just think that it's sort of a cheerfully funny alter ego. And... Um, when I began teaching ukulele, um, which at this point was um, um, about ten years ago, I um, I just kept Mr. Toasty as my ukulele performance name. Um, so especially with kids. So and when I teach kids, when I teach classes of kids, and I tell them my name is Mr. Toasty, as often as not, they they kind of either break out in momentary laughter or a big. That happens on their face when they can't believe that they're looking at someone who says their name is Mr. Toasty. Um, so it's become
1: a ukulele alter ego for me. And then you mentioned your wife just sort of picked up this uh, cat mask and became Mrs. Meow. Is that
0: Miss Meow? M-I-S-S, I suppose, or Ms. Period, Miss Meow. And that, that was completely. Um, I had nothing to do with it at <laughs> all. I mean, it was, I didn't even know she was going to
1: do it. Now, hey, oh, and, is and your she, does your wife kind of share the same kind of performance personality? Um, she does. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm probably
0: um, I probably am the one that catalyzes things. But between uh, a sort of overly silly spouse and an eight year old, um, Lucy, my wife is. Uh, is more than just game because she was also a founding member of, of this March Madness Marching Band where she was part of this kind of color guard. So again, we both probably have um, a little bit of a a little bit of a leg up on, on, on a lot of people our age when it comes to dressing up and acting silly.
1: And then it seems like your your daughter has got the same sort of performance Jean, uh, the one video i saw she was very much involved she
0: is uh i have let me pause here for a second um i think that creativity and imagination are so very much fundamental and important to not just child rearing but to being um a child that we have always very much encouraged them. Um, and they're not hard to encourage. If you just let kids do what they want, if you just let kids, if you just leave kids alone, as often not, they go into forays of, of, of make believe. And, um, and so we just always tacitly encourage that by having, you know, she has like a chest of dress up clothes that have just kind of, It's it's overflowing with, like, princess dresses and all kinds of wacky bits of clothing, almost none of which were ever purchased by us. Um, It's the kind of thing that, in the sort of greatest tradition of of, um, it takes a village, just kind of wind up getting handed over to you by like-minded parents as their kids grow older, and I'm sure we'll do the same. But so it's not an unusual sight in our house for our daughter and outside of the COVID epidemic, her friends to be sauntering around our house in, in outrageous, elaborate costumes that they pulled together from a random collection of clothes in a a wicker basket in our front room.
1: So it sounds like it didn't take a whole lot for for this to come together and so now I guess you've gone, you've taken it out of your uh, private group and put it out there more for the public of your show?
0: It's true. Um, Again, I always uh, let's see, so it is funny that i originally conceived of this as just being me doing a ukulele concert for some kids because i'm the one that plays ukulele and i'm the one that historically would you know go to the school and you know get a hold of one of the teachers and say hey can i come in and play some songs um so it actually didn't occur to me that they might join me um but again they quickly did utterly of their own volition As soon as they did, of course, you know the light just kind of came on for me, and now I kind of, now I sort of extra cheerlead that, and you know, so we'll sort of have these because I kind of, you know, to my enormous delight, I like to say that I sort of have the family band that I'd always wanted,
1: (laughs) and it kind of reminded me, uh, for those of us who grew up you know, watching, you know, public television, Sesame Street, and Mr. Rogers, and, and and it kind of had that, to me, it kind of had that feel to it, um, it you know, uh, because especially, you know, Mr. Rogers, you know, didn't really have a whole lot of what I would call uh, not a lot of high-tech production going on. I mean, it was just him being him, you know, and, and he became a beloved figure for that, and so... I, yeah. I wonder if if that was you know that sort of idea was a was any part of that uh, what you're doing.
0: I do have an enormous. Let me see how do I put this. Um, I treasure nothing more than sort of than than talking. And interacting with kids on their level, um, and not talking down to them. Um, it, Mr. Rogers is obviously an inspiration. Um, I grew up watching Captain Kangaroo,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, as well as, um, the show that was from Evansville. Um, uh, I think it was anyway, called Peggy Mitchell, the Peggy Mitchell show. Mm. I don't even know that those are great examples of not talking down to kids. Um, <laughs> but um, but it also it, it, on a certain level it frees me. It, it takes away, it, a lot of times people are surprised to hear that performers have stage fright, but so often performers have stage fright. Um, they just process it differently than people think they might. And so it in some way, performing for kids frees me of a certain a stage fright because on a certain level, I know that they're going to be delighted with almost whatever I do, as long as I don't, um, as long as I'm silly and I don't try too hard. <laughs> so, so to me, that's being authentic. Being authentic for me with kids is being silly and not trying too hard and not being afraid to say, "Well, I really messed that up, didn't I?" <laughs> Kids just love it when you mess up. It turns out, Um, and plus, it sets a good example. I think that it's okay to mess up. Another inspiration, I think, for me would be I'm an enormous, enormous fan and acolyte of the Everly Brothers, and um, who are you know giants in the world of Kentucky music and architects of early rock and roll. And this is a feather in Kentucky's cap that I never miss the opportunity to evangelize, but. I, but the reason I mention it is because the Everly Brothers really grew out of what they call the Everly Family Radio Show, and the Everly Family Radio Show is something I would completely aspire to, hmm. with, where, where where the whole family's involved, and then we are doing that. To, so our show is, is is scripted, not at all, <laughs> but but I do sort of try to encourage all the members, both. Um, Lucy, my wife, and Libby Lee, my daughter, to um, yeah, to bring to bring it, whatever they've got, bring it. I don't know. I have a special, uh, I have a deep-seated desire to sort of support and cultivate the desire to kind of perform or be creative in spontaneous ways. I think it's really good for the human soul. I think it's good for stress levels. I think it's extremely good for relieving stress to, to sort of. To, to just find a creative spark in yourself and not hold yourself too terribly accounted, accountable for making sure it's perfect or making sure it's exactly
1: right. So um, you, you guys have been doing this sh- show for four or five I weeks now?
0: I think we've done it five times now. It's been picked up by, um, there's an organization called Visit Lex, which is kind of the tourism branch of Lexington on, on Facebook. And they have, taken to uh, whatever you call it, restreaming it. When streaming it when when we do it, they like tap into it and they stream it over the Visit Lex Facebook page.
1: So it's not something you do every day then?
0: No, we just do it on Fridays. It's just a it's a Friday thing to say to say we did it again. Uh, once again, everyone, we got through another week of this. Let's celebrate by having a little sing along and getting a little bit silly at lunchtime on Friday and give ourselves all give ourselves a pat on the back for getting through one more week of, um, these extremely unusual, peculiar, scary, stressful and unnerving times. Um, you know, and I try to talk to the kids a little bit about it. I don't, it's not scripted at all, but you know, one thing I've heard said is, this isn't going to last forever. We don't know how long it'll last, but it's not going to be forever. So, right now, let's just be, we can just be together here and we can sing some songs, we can laugh a little bit, and, um, and then we can get on with our days.
1: So, um, do you expect to continue this even when we're allowed to, to go back to somewhat normalcy? And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Mick Jeffries for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquirer.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquirer's website, Apple Podcasts, and Facebook, where you can subscribe to Enquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquirer.